This is episode 87 with Tim Brayshaw. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. <laughs> I've just re-listened to this interview and some of what we had to take out, we made a few mistakes and we we're having a good old laugh, Tim and I. It just reminded me, I had such a ball with him. He's such a humble, genuine dude with a great sense of humor and a great outlook on life. Tim Brayshaw is the director and brand ambassador for Brainless, his own brand that is stimulating a way of living through purpose and passion and he's aligned with this with the Cure Brain Cancer Foundation and raising funds for this great charity along the way. So as I said, Tim is a down-to-earth guy. He's as down-to-earth as they come. He's experienced life working in the disability sector and loved the reward of rehab services. He's worked in the mining industry and enjoyed the financial freedom and the even-time rosters. And he's experienced some dark and tough times in life that has made him stop breathe, think of his journey ahead and ask the tough questions. Some of them like, is this really what I want? Am I really fulfilled with all this money and all these toys? Is there more to life than this? So in this episode, we discuss what being brainless actually means to Tim. And I'm glad we unpacked this, how external possessions of the fun toys and big paychecks aren't truly fulfilling to him. How his dark times of rock bottom have helped him become an optimistic lover of life. What he learned from locking himself in a Japanese library and reading for six hours a day for almost a week. And how his brand Brainless is supporting the Cure Brain Cancer Foundation. We also unpack a lot of our beliefs and experiences with our learnings in different areas of human behavior and personal development in the second half of this episode. And as is a common experience now with a lot of the guests, the chat opens up again at the end when he throws a couple of questions at me, which I expand on. So Tim Brayshaw, to me, he's a prime example of someone who realized they weren't living congruently with their values and were living out of alignment of their seven key areas of life, but then actually took action to make some changes in that space. He's also got the most random best piece of advice that I've had with any guests in my fast five questions. (laughs) Now, before we hear from this legend, just a little reminder. So we've now kicked off the impact journey and we're pumped for the participants and the personal development path that they're on. And we're super grateful for the people who have joined us for this journey. Now, the beauty is we still have our final event on October the 20th that you can come to. 
You don't have to be a part of the impact journey that is currently underway to come to this epic event on the 20th of October. So this is the event where Nam Baldwin is teaching us about self-leadership. Amber Hawken is teaching us mindfulness for self-mastery. Functional medicine practitioner Carl Hewen is teaching us about the gut-brain connection. And I'm also presenting on coherence breathing, emotional intelligence, and some other areas of personal development. So jump on to yourlifeofimpact.com forward slash events or forward slash impact journey and you can scroll down through the details at the impact journey and uh, claim your place for the final event. Now we do have limited spaces for the final event and we're catering with gut health conscious nutritious foods and drinks so we do need to know the numbers in advance so jump on now and claim your place before it fills up and as always feel free to reach out with any questions at all. Now, a quick little shout out to an iTunes reviewer. This one is titled, Inspiring and Motivating. Every morning, I drive myself over an hour to and from work from the Gold Coast to Brisbane. I don't particularly enjoy my job or the drive, but this podcast makes me look forward to the trip. It's motivated me to take steps to change my lifestyle, health-wise and career-wise to something that makes me happy. That's by Dan Jay from Australia. Thanks, Dan Jay, you legend. I'm stoked that you've turned your dead time into a live time and using the commute to be stimulated and educated through the podcasting rabbit hole and the podcasting platform. So for everyone else listening, remember, there's one way you can all help me on my journey. Actually, there's many But I'd be extremely grateful if you took a couple of minutes of your time and were able to do what Dan Jay has done and give the podcast a short review and a five-star rating. It really helps us show credibility and the fact that, hey, people do actually listen to Robbo's podcast. So when potential guests see this, they'll then potentially prioritize their abundantly busy schedules to provide value to you legends. We also continually receive emails and private messages on social media and we love this. Keep it coming. I love hearing how this podcast has impacted and influenced your life and your family's life. Keep tagging us on Instagram stories and Facebook where and when you're enjoying an episode. We love being connected with the community. And speaking of Facebook, we have the private Facebook group which can be found at Your Life of Impact podcast community when you search the Facebook group section. So please, come and join us there. So we're just asking stimulating questions and sharing valuable information in a safe and enjoyable community space. Actually, funny story about a member in that community. I went to a networking event earlier this week and I was talking to someone and this guy came up and tapped me on the shoulder and said, I know that voice. I've listened to all your episodes. I knew it was you and he introduced myself. So he introduced himself, sorry. So it was great. I got to meet one of the one of you legends that are in the Facebook community. So I got to meet Dean and put a face to the name and I love that. Make yourself known. If you hear my voice across the room, I would love to meet you. But also I'd love to have you in that community group. So please come and join us. Okay. Now let's hear from the man with a van and the big brainless plan. Tim, your Facebook profile states that you are an ambassador of positiveness. What does that actually mean to you? 
Yeah, Robbo. How you going, mate? Thanks for firstly, I just want to say thanks for getting me on your podcast. It's a it's a privilege and I guess ambassador of positiveness is exactly what it states. Just being and coming from a place in your life where you're full of energy, joy, creativity, you know, just having fun every day of your life. Yeah. Abundance. It sounds it's an energy that I want to experience. It's an energy that you obviously bring. And we're definitely going to unpack that a lot more where that positiveness has come from. But before we do, I just want to say, Tim Brayshaw, welcome to your life of impact. Brilliant. Thanks. It's great to be on here. <laughs> now we've been connected through one of my best mates. Uh, who's a previous guest on this podcast and he's actually provided this room for us here in Brisbane City today and that's Peter Finn. Yeah, so Pete got me um, down here this morning from Melbourne. So I had an early bird flight this morning. I was up at 2.15am and each morning I stand on top of my bed, jump down, do my 50 push-ups and into a cold shower. So I was up here and ready to go. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for myself, you know, to get on and a bit of exposure with some positive people and further my network and, you know, help get to where I want to get to in life. Yeah. When Pete said to me, he said, Robbo, check out this bloke. I reckon you might want him on your podcast. So I watched a, a clip and I looked into it a bit more and I thought, this guy gets it. I thought, you, this bloke that I'm looking at and listening to, he understands his resonating internal energy and he's not not drawn and driven anymore by monetary gains or the toys that he can get in life. He is experiencing an internal shift and an energetic change. So I started to look into that and I thought, you know what? There's a lot of value in this for my community and here we are. Oh, mate, that's uh, that's lovely to hear, yeah. That shift you're talking about, yeah, it's one of those things you kind of, you can pick up when you speak to people by maybe the words they'll leave subtle hints about things that you'll talk about and you can gauge on where they're at on a mental level with their intelligence so their eq or emotional intelligence and yeah you can feel that and i I really um appreciate like being here on your show to help share you know my journey so far and yeah unpack a few things around surrounding my brand and where i've come to up to this point let's start unpacking that You've got a background in sports science and mechanical engineering and you've worked in the mining industry. You've had a taste for that good money. Uh, But now you're on that different journey that we spoke about and we're really going to dive into that. But before we do, I'm just intrigued. With with your sports science degree, did you work in that space at all? Yeah, after my uni degree, I went on to work in exercise rehabilitation. I chose that path, you know, keen to help others. And I actually worked with a disability centre and I did their rehab. I used to take them up to the pool and do their hydrotherapy and massage and whatnot. And it's a very rewarding experience. But as a young fella, about 22, 23 years old, after just finishing a uni degree, you kind of, you base your life around materialistic things. And the money wasn't so great, but the reward was there. And it's quite funny because now I've done a complete 360, almost 720 on all that. And I've gone to the money and now back from the money again. And I'm finding now, building on what I'm building, it's much more, it's it's deeper, it comes from a deeper place and, and you, you find that everything that has happened as well all leads you to this point. And I feel like that, that uni degree 
helping those people has led me back to what I'm doing now with my brand and helping people again because that's what made me feel the best. And once I realised that money's not everything, that's when I started to find, you know, a true meaning. Now, let's talk about that when you say you went to the money. Is that when you went into the mining industry? Yeah, mate, that's right. Once I sort of did an 18-month stint with the, the rehabilitation with uh, PINARC, which is the disability centre, I started something wasn't quite right inside and you know I thought well hang on I'm probably not earning a lot of money these days and I go well maybe it's the money so that's when I decided let's just pack up and move to Kalgoorlie and get a mature age apprenticeship as a diesel mechanic and yeah that's what I did and you know life's a funny one you, you it works in opposites sometimes and you go chasing after things and then you end up chasing your own tail and ending up back where you started again. And it's kind of a message to yourself to go inside and find out what's really going on and sort your jigsaw out and then go forward after that. What do you mean by that for you personally? So what what happened in your life to make you go back inside? I guess everyone has their moments and there was a time in my life when, you know, as a male as well you kind of you you don't like to talk about your feelings as such and you you put a lot of your your problems and pressures in your life down to certain things and I guess you push it onto things that are external then they got nothing like you know you don't think anything's your your fault or your problem and then it's not until you actually turn inside and go "Well, well maybe it is the way I'm acting in these certain situations that is the problem and that's where you you can dive right down the rabbit hole with this and go through the self-development and actually realise like what it is you're existing for and what legacy you sort of want to leave on the world and yeah, I guess me going to the mines was that point for me where I found something inside me that needed to change. And so when you say that, was there... Did you have uh, a bad experience in the mines or because you were obviously you went from doing this job that meant a lot to you and like you said, it made you feel good. You're giving back to people in need and then you chase the money and you've done a, um, an apprenticeship, a mature age apprenticeship and you were obviously starting to earn good money. What, is, what happens in there for, for Tim? Yeah, I suppose the first thing is like machines in the mines, you pull them apart, put them back together they don't say please or thank you. They just get back to work. Whereas humans have that emotional side where they're thankful for what you do for them. I guess going into the mines, I was chasing, yeah, monetary gains. And, you know, coming from university, you're living off meagering noodles and all that carry on. But uh, you go from that to having some money in the bank and, you know, you put your money into things like holidays, motorbikes, cars, motorbike parts, (laughs) you name it, alcohol, and you really try and just have a good time. But uh, when all that subsides, uh, there's still something that's not quite fulfilling beneath it all. And I guess that's where you you come back and start thinking, hang on a minute, what is it that I really want to do? And from that point... You ask yourself some deep questions and when you're in the mines and you're underneath a dump truck and it's 45 degrees and you just got covered in hydraulic oil, 
you, you do, you question yourself and what you're doing with your life. And uh, I can remember it as clear as day. I was sitting underneath the, the dump truck and this happened. I got covered in oil and most people that are, work in the mining industry as mechanics or grease monkeys as we're known, they, they understand where I'm coming from there. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, that's for sure. And it's mentally challenging. And um, after that time... I sat, I remember going home that night from work and I went to the local coffee shop and grabbed a coffee and sort of pulled out from inside and put it on paper exactly how I was feeling and how maybe my life wanted to look. And yeah, I was a whole long way off the mark on how I actually wanted my life to be. And I guess trying to realign myself to find out what it was I wanted to do. Where does that awareness come from to know that you that's a great way to reflect and you sit down and write down, okay, this is where I'm at, this is where I want to be, shit, there's a big gap there, what am I going to do about it? Because not everyone would do that process. It might pass through people's thoughts for about a second and then that would be it and you just go back to the grind and the rut and that's what we see with a lot of people. Where does that awareness come from in you at that point? Yeah, so you'd say that would be like, you know a lot of people are running on autopilot you can see them they're, they're walking around their head deep in their phone looking at what other people are doing and whatnot and you know i'll admit i'll be the first to admit i was there once upon a time and it wasn't until i actually took time to be present and in the moment and that moment was like in the mines under that truck where i actually sat there and thought hang on a minute like what what is this what is going on here and you're always going to get to where you're going to end up. I think it's just about trying to slow it down as much as you can because life's quite short and really smell the roses and enjoy the journey. I've found that's something that I've really focused on the last 10 to 12 months of my life is just to really slow down. So that, um, that point when you ended up covered in oil so underneath the, the truck at work and then you've gone and you've sat down and you thought you've identified that big gap and you've realised that you're not where you want to be. What happened then? What were your choices that you made after that? Yeah, wow. And how long ago was that? Yeah, that was that was in 2014. So that's a good bit of time ago now, you know, almost four years. And it, it, it's, it's, it's a difficult one, you know, um, you, obviously your emotions play up big time and you you, you start thinking what well, what have I been doing and you know the world's gonna end and oh, doomsday and what am I doing and yeah you, you you sort of wonder who to go and ask as well that's another big thing I didn't know who to reach out to and you try and draw on your experiences in your life that you've had so far and you know I was 26 at the time and thinking what am I doing and yeah that gap is daunting very daunting and i think that might be why a lot of people avoid it altogether but you didn't avoid it you've and that's why we're sitting here now how long after you identified that gap did you start to make choices did you move away from the industry and into the space that you're in now yeah well that night when i sat down and with the pen and paper my clothing brand actually came up onto the paper it's called brainless and there's actually a hidden message behind it that's been there all along and I didn't even realise it myself. So brainless, the word, is to 
what you would say, not not think. So somebody who's quite stupid and wouldn't put a logical thought into anything. But you can unpack it further and look at it as a place where you come from feelings. So to be brainless is to, for me, it's what lights me up. So the feeling that I get when I'm sitting on my motorbike or whether I'm doing something that's getting my adrenaline pumping, whatever that might be, it could be gardening for some people or just listening to music. But being in that state of flow, I know you talk a lot about the state of flow and that's when everything on the outside can't get in and that's where you need to bring whatever it is you want to do in life to light through that space that's quite that's quite a deep thing that we just went into there Robbo and it's that place where you you're just happy and content and fulfilled is the word fulfillment is the word that you use for it being in that spot that that's where brainless is at so i wanted to ask you actually about brainless when i was doing a bit of research and i i didn't know anything about that meaning behind the brand and i was thinking brainless that goes against everything that i try and teach people because i don't want us to be brainless i want us to be mindful and so when you explain that what i'm picking up is that what you're saying is it's the part of our brain that creates all the emotional stress and all the stories of not good enough and all the negativity in our minds. So you're trying to say to people, let's learn how to not tap into that part and let's learn how to tap into the powerful, positive aspects of the mind and the subconscious mind and learn how to trigger our helpful energetic conditions and emotional states. Exactly. You've hit the nail on the head there, Robbo. I feel like brainless myself is being a direct reflection of what i've been through as a process as well i'll dive a little bit further into where the actual name brainless came from too it has a bit of a personal meaning my last name being brayshaw that's the bra at the start of brainless and i had a best mate still my best mate to this day Brenton nicholas and his last name ending in L-E-S-S. So when we were young kids, 14, 15, we used to run around on our motorbikes and call ourselves brainless when we were together. I told him two things which I still remember. I said, I'm going to play footy on TV one day and I'm going to make a brand out of brainless. And he still remembers it too. And it's quite funny, you know, 15 years on and here I am speaking to you on my second ever podcast. First one was earlier today. And unpacking this stuff that's been in me the whole time, it's just been untapped. So Brainless is a brand and we know the the meaning behind it now. Is this what you do full time? So you've gone from working in sports science and the rehab space and then you've moved into the big money and the mining industry, got dumped in oil and thought, stuff that, there's got to be more to life. And now you're on this journey. Tell us, what does this journey actually look like? Is this your full-time work? Where are you heading? Yeah, at the moment, mate, I'm just fully committed. I'm going 100% at this because I'm passionate about it. And it just, it reflects, it's a direct reflection of me as a person now. And I can't not shy away from that. So I'm going 100% and it started last November when I quit my job. I was flying, fly out of Christmas Creek in Western Australia as a mechanic. And yeah, the amount of support and doors that have opened since I took that so-called leap of faith and just went for it. Unbelievable. Like, unbelievable stuff. Like what? Give us some 
What what's yeah. opened up for you in, since then? And this is what we're talking about when, uh, actually, when we we're just wandering around the basement car park yeah. for everyone listening. We uh, we got lost in the basement car park. We thought we we're going to have to record in the stairwell. But we were talking about how you and I, we've both created space in our life by um, by making choices to not be consumed by our work environment or other things that are consuming in our lives to make space for what really fuels our internal workings and what we're passionate about. So, and, and you're just triggering there that, creating that space has brought in some amazing opportunities what what has unfolded for you so it was three years ago when i came up with the idea and it it was a lot of planning it was probably two two years of planning then to actually go well i'm gonna go away and work get a small house deposit together and put it all towards brainless and just see what happens you know what's the worst that could happen and that was november last year and i haven't worked on the tools a day since you know, there might be times where I have to go back just to get a bit of cash flow, which I've learnt now that there's a lot more to running a business than just selling T-shirts, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, but at the moment, I'm just hanging on for the ride and the people I've met and the networking that's happened, the community of, you know, that got behind me and the people, it's just unbelievable. And I, I'm really grateful for everything that's happened so far and I'm looking forward to the adventure ahead. But you've done, you've gone back to the giving aspect because you've, you've raised a lot of money for charity. Tell us about some of those parts of it. Yeah, so we'll start off. Once I did get back to Ballarat and Victoria from Western Australia, I um, decided that I was just going to pack up with my van, my motorbike and a swag. So I was, uh, I was a man with a van and a big brainless plan. That's my little motto that I had. <laughs> <laughs> Give us that one again. I like that. I was a man with a van and a big brainless plan. <laughs> <laughs> so I took off up the East Coast to make cans by my birthday. So I spent three and a half weeks traveling north of the East Coast of Australia. And mate, the people that I met, the stories that I shared with, they're unbelievable. I just can't get over how overwhelming and supportive it was to share my story what i was doing because at that stage i was still winging i was like oh well i'm just gonna go for it and along the way i caught up with a couple of uh, dear friends of mine robin rare love and we ended up raising three thousand two hundred and seventy five dollars for the cure brain cancer foundation in the 10k cold classic fun run in sydney just along the way we just seen the event was on we thought oh well we'll go and do a run for these these kids that are in need and the cure brain cancer foundation like got wind of the money that we raised and we did a facebook live which went pretty viral got a fair few views and then the rest is just spiraled out of control they are cure brain cancer foundation offered for me to become a community fundraiser for them so now brainless is a community fundraiser and every garment sold donates two dollars towards there and that's for good and they also invited me three weeks after to if they if i was interested in running the new york city marathon on behalf of them and you could imagine me i was like a kid kid at christmas time i lit up like a christmas tree and i was like sign me up and little did i know what the 42 kilometers (laughs) 42.2 k's is looking like you know i've done a, a couple of half half marathons 
And yeah, I'll just deal with that when the occasion comes. When When's the marathon? Is that November this year? Yeah, November 4th, mate. Okay. So how's the training going for that? Well, uh, we're still in footy season at the moment. We've just made it through to a grand final this week. So that's for in the Central Highlands Football League. So I'll focus on hopefully getting the job done this weekend and a little bit of steam off next week and then I'll be into the training. Brilliant. So that's really cool. And I saw that you're also with the fundraising aspect that you sold one of your favorite toys to raise some money too. Yeah. So that's an interesting story in itself. Like Brainless being an extreme sports brand and me having a real passion in motorcycles. Um, I was lucky enough to get a hold of Steve Minnie's CRF 450 through a mutual friend. And yeah, he was, I went up and met him and he was quite happy to give me the bike to yeah, raffle off to raise the money and more so the awareness around cure brain ca- uh, around brain cancer. I ended up selling all the raffle tickets and that was another mission in itself, doing a fundraiser raffle. Gee, there's a lot of paperwork and hard <laughs> yards that go into that, but it's all for a great cause and I raised $10,000 so far and, you know, I won't stop there. I'll do a few more events between now and November and try and get a bit more because every little bit counts. Brilliant. And... We'll obviously um, throw in there how people can jump on and support you, but <clears throat> let's learn a little bit more about you personally because between uh, us getting lost in the underground car park and finally making it to this beautiful office space where we are in Brisbane City, we unfolded in some pretty awesome chats around personal development. So, But I want to go back to the beginning of the chat. You said something around... You know, as guys, we often don't talk about our emotions and feelings. And you briefly mentioned that you'd been in some dark places. What What was your experience there? It was kind of it was it was just rock bottom. That's all it was. You know, um, the word depression itself. I think these days, you know, it, it can get overused. Uh, and if you actually break the word down, it it's deep rest. So it's when your body is that worn out and knackered from what you're doing that you just need to chill out and take take five to realign yourself with what it is you actually should be doing in your life. And, you know, like I went through a stage where, you know, I couldn't get out of bed and, you know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, the world was going to end or anything for me, but, you know, there were some tough times and I think as humans we're, we're quite adaptable and we can move through some pretty pretty gnarly stuff and that moment in my life is a massive turning point but you know you you sit back now and I think well if I didn't go through that I'd probably still be doing what I was doing and I would give everything to go through what I went through again to be where I am today no questions asked because as my slogan says for my brand no pressure no diamonds it's such a direct reflection to how you can become as a person you know, not too much pressure, not too little pressure, and a lump of coal becomes a diamond after over time. I think that's a, a key message to take away, you know, as you live your life. Y- you can start off as anything and become what you want to be. You create your own reality, right? And, and this is part of the discussion where we're saying how everyone has their own challenges and their own adversities and their own, what I say, like the tsunami in their life. And it's what you then, how you shift your mindset and what you decide to to do with that and grow from that and not let it be, not get stuck in that victim mentality, not let it be that direction that holds you back. Yeah, 
that victim mentality that's a great point there brett because the way things are set up these days in my opinion is just negative doom and gloom you know like but the thing you've got to take away from that is where there's bad there's good so where there's positive there's negative especially with my mechanical background you know that's batteries it's the way they work so you've got to take the good with the bad and i feel like as we spoke about on the street on the walk here you really need to look at negative situations as an opportunity to grow to really develop and 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 find the hidden message in what is being put into your life at that stage and you were actually speaking of hidden messages you were saying how you look for that in life and gave me a glimpse to how your your lens of the world and your perception because you said to me i like the way that you on your branding with impact and you've highlighted act because act means to take action and that's exactly why we do that and that's what this podcast is about about people learning how to take action and then we talked about you told me that you took your dad to tony robbins and that personal development space so i want to know from you and this goes back to what you said before about that space of flow that you want people to tap into but how do you feel that you have grown as a person since that deep dark time to where you are now um around that that space like what's your awareness shift of of how you look at the world differently now yeah great question i suppose i don't get too caught up in the future and the past anymore i try and be present and you know being in the moment is what my brand's about and i suppose to create value for my brand i've got to live my brand and that is living in the moment that's being whatever you're doing just do it a hundred percent of your ability at all times yeah i took my old man to the tony robbins seminar he suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder and he's quite a straight down the line fella but he did say to me on the third night it was a four-day event and i think it's coming up in sydney next week actually it was a year ago next week that i went and it was quite an interesting event very obviously motivational but my old man said to me he's like this should be part of school curriculum for high school kids they should have to attend this event before they actually step foot in the world you know for me that event was the kick up the ass that i needed to get on my way after that event i flew directly from sydney to tokyo by myself no plans just went and I actually ended up sitting in a library reading books for seven days straight. Six hours a day from 6am till lunchtime, I was in there reading books. And it is, it's where I set my big goals. So we're only talking September, 12 months ago. And the shift, I've read 50 books since then. I've attended 10 or so seminars and events and you know i'm still quite young and inexperienced in a lot of life and situations and there'll be a lot of older people out there with a a lot more experience than me but you know to have the knowledge and to act on it like your podcast uh implies that's the key that is the key i went to japan and climbed mount fuji at 9 30 at night I, t- I was wearing a hoodie, a pair, <laughs> a pair of tracky pants and my Nike runners and little did I know what I was up for. 
I took one litre of water, which ran out about a third of the way up. But I had this drive inside of me that was something I didn't even know that I had inside. I was very grateful that there were other people climbing the mountain that night because I don't know if I would have made it back. It was quite tough. It took 12 and a half hours to get up and back down. It was an eight and a half hour climb and a four hour descent. It was minus two degrees at the top. But I wouldn't change anything in the world to see the sun rise in the land of the rising sun. It was something incredible. And at that point, I felt unstoppable to a, to a, to a, to a degree. You, you feel like if I can achieve this, what else can I do? And that's been the last 10 months and I've thrown myself at everything. <laughs> so out of all those books you read, you obviously didn't read the book that talked about uh, how much water to take and what layers you'll need to climb that mountain. <laughs> yeah, no, there was no survival or Bear Grylls books in there. <laughs> and I'm guessing the books were in English in that uh, Japanese library. Yeah, I took my own from home. But, um, <laughs> right. I actually looked at a few books there and my year nine uh, Japanese wasn't quite sharp enough to get through those books. So <laughs> <laughs> so let's decipher that then. Out of all those books and all those seminars you've done, what you, you've obviously taken action. You've got your business in play and you've got that passion and that drive behind you. What stands out the most? Is there resonating messages that sort of come through with each seminar and each book? Or, you know, we were talking about it before where a lot of times – the same thing can be packaged differently, which is great because people resonate with, with it differently. But what's been your common experience through each of those readings and each of those seminars? Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Great question because each person deciphers information in their own way and two exactly same bits of information can be deciphered differently from two different people. It's the way your brain's set up to work. So I guess... The books that have been most resonating for me are the ones around emotional intelligence and leadership because as a young kid, I didn't even realise it until I actually got to the end and re-looked and relived about my life as a kid. I've always been in a position of leadership. At school, I was a school captain, sports captain, football captain for every team that I've played at and you start to see that you piece together the jigsaw puzzle but you can only piece it together once you've moved past it and that's that's where I started creating values and and really diving into a place that I could figure out where all this information that I was reading could be stored so that I could access and use it because you get a lot of information from a lot of different people and as you know through psychology in through their sports our sports science degrees and whatnot it's um the brain is a huge place and it's got a lot of junctions and there's a lot of ways you can think about things and i think to be able to where am I going with this? Because this is how your mind works, isn't it? Yeah, mate. You that's just, I'm intrigued to see yeah. what you're unpacking. And I feel like, um, you know, the most important thing that I pick up and I feel like the listeners will pick up from hearing you speak is the fact that, uh, well, one, you don't just consume all that information. You've got to do something with it. But two, what does that information actually mean to you? 
and how is that going to fit into your life? But you said something there before, and Tony Robbins says it best that aligns with it. You said that fulfillment word. And the way that Tony Robbins speaks about it is uh, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. So someone could have looked at you in your position in the mines earning $160,000 a year and having all the tools and freedom, making the choices, doing whatever you want to do on your days off. That to some people might be success. But internally, without that fulfillment, there's no success there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and, right. <laughs> so just thinking, I was picturing you sitting in that library reading all those books after coming from a Tony Robbins seminar and just being fully hyped. And then you've tapped into an internal energy that it's allowed you to hike that mountain in 12 and a half hours and that whole experience. And then you consume more and more information, but you're actually able to decipher it and put it into action, into plan in your life. So that's sort of where that message, that question comes from, just trying to unpack, well, how did yeah. you decipher that? What did it mean to you? What were those, those commonalities that made you take that action? It's developing some clarity around where you're going with your life a clear vision to what you want it to look like when you write something down on paper it's written down it's an actual thing all you need to do is put steps in place and plan it and it will happen i guess in saying that too it's like you can look you can sit back and go well that looks really hard and how do you do that but it's all about taking the first step just taking that first step and for me that first step was 12 and a half hours of excruciating cold weather up mount fuji but you know that to me was a pinnacle when i got to the top there i thought wow climbing a mountain has some ascetic purpose to it that you just can't describe you you know that you're in the right the right element a zone and it was a great way to finish the trip from reading the books that i did and getting the information from myself that was always in there to a place where I brought it to my attention and ultimately acted off that. What were some of those books? So one of them was, you know, some people might laugh at this book, but Dr. Seuss's book. What's that? Not oh, Cat in the Hat? No. <laughs> Green Eggs and Ham? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Places You'll Go. It is a children's book, but... When you look at the actual meaning in that book, it is very powerful. I'm going to have to check that Napoleon one Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would have heard of that before. And one of Tony Robbins' books, Unleash the Power Within. So these three books, although the Cat in the Hat book's very... Uh, Dr. Seuss's book was very <laughs> short and pictures, which is sometimes a nice little break from the other two. But the other books really dive into you know pulling those feelings out of you really mm. and just putting the mouth guard in so to speak and getting it out of yourself and having a bit of a go and seeing where it takes you you know and you talk there about having a clear vision and writing stuff down what's your visions for your brand brainless what's your big audacious goals where are you heading with it all uh, the bee hags <laughs> I've got some massive goals ahead surrounding my brand and there's some crazy ideas out there and I'm sure they're all written down and there's dates and they're, they're signed and I have steps to get there and I guess I'll just leave the, the biggest goal for people to see unfold as it does 
Brilliant. But I've got some um, goals in the meantime just to develop a presence in Australia in the next 12 months and really, you know, spread my message across Australia now that the brand's been trademarked through Australia. And then I'll develop further, try and get off offshore and overseas and spread my vision over there as well. I want to do a, a world ride in five years' time. So where essentially a motorbike would be replace, replacing the Olympic torch, so to speak, and you would pass a motorbike through all the countries of the world and people would ride it through their favourite sections of whatever country they're living in with the end goal of the bike making it to the Magic Expo, which is a clothing and retail expo in Las Vegas and auctioning the motorbike off and giving that proceeds all the way to charity. And I really feel like I could make a, a quite a big event out of that. So that's my one of my bigger goals for a five-year term. But there's a lot of things in between and obviously beyond that. So, you know, once you've ridden your motorbike on on the around the world you sort of start thinking now where else can i ride my motorbike and i'll leave that up to your imagination as to where i'm going to take that next but yeah i have some huge huge goals but i guess the driving force behind it all is to help people along the way and becoming a philanthropist is something i i watch people like bill gates and uh you know richard branson's and people like that who really doing great things in the world and I try and mould behaviour because as Tony Robbins says as well, success leaves clues and to actually follow those people in their footsteps, you know, it's all just uh, little steps, baby steps forward and you'll eventually get there. So we'll see how things end up. He also says giving is living and that's something that's resonated really closely with me and I understand what you're getting at there with that philanthropic aspect and that fueling your internal drive. Now, can you just, for all of us, we're going to support you on your journey and we're going to be a part of these goals unfolding, which is awesome. But you said there for you to be able to get your message out in Australia first before you look offshore. So we're all on board. Can you clearly articulate to us what is your message? What is it that you want to push, or not push, but highlight in the world? Basically, it's just for people to follow their wildest dreams and in the process find their purpose. So following their passion and in turn finding their purpose at the end of that. So Brainless is just going to be, I've got it written in front of me, my mission statement, but yeah, it's committed to inspiring individuals to follow their wildest dreams and in the process find their purpose. That's what I live for and I want to help other people get to a level that I feel like I'm on you know and I'm not earning a lot of money so it's not the money side of things it's just the the waking up every day and actually being excited to go and do something like that that is it's like a, a little mission you know that I'm helping leave a legacy in the world and to be able to sit back at the end of every day and go wow you know I might not have set the world on fire but I took a good step in the right direction and I know that giving, you get back tenfold anyway. It's not a money side of things, it's the feeling. Like you give and you get. That's exactly what I saw between the lines that I was saying right at the beginning when I looked into it and realised with the choices that you've made, yeah. that's because of what you feel on the inside. That's why you take the journey you have. And you mentioned there and you mentioned it at the start, you bounce out of bed, you jump on your bed and you do 50 push-ups. 
you you literally love life you yeah. i can feel the energy from you you're like me you're an optimistic lover of yeah. life and you're like bring on the day because it's an opportunity for me to keep getting those energetic states and those emotional horsepower hits oh mate and that word emotional horsepower i love it it's it is though it's that that feeling of oh you know like when you're opening presents at christmas time and that's what it feels like every day though and i think that you can actually develop yourself to a point where that happens at the click of a finger you know and being aware of how you are feeling and being in tune with your your diet, your exercise, your sleeping patterns. These are all very important things that sometimes get overlooked and after a while they have quite a negative effect on you in achieving what it is you want to achieve. Speaking of that then, we look at it as hurdles or challenges and you've got your big audacious goals and you're very driven do you also when you unpack things do you identify what your distractions might be or what your roadblocks could be so i'm talking yes externally there might be you know money and finding people to do this ride but what about internally is there anything that you've discovered that could spark disbelief or disempowerment within you oh mate every day like every day it comes up and you know it it hits you between the eyes and it's how you deal with that that's the most crucial part i find when you are in a bit of a negative headspace which is perfectly human and i'm fine when i am in a negative headspace i just limit the time that i'm actually spending in that headspace so it might have been back in four years ago when i was in a bad place it might have been a full week where i was non-functional but then it slowly went down to, you know, it might be three days or two days or a day. And now I've got it to a point where I just let that go, like water off a duck's back. And I try and see the opportunity in what it is that's making me upset and think, why is it making... I, I try and get to the reasons why. It's a lot of things, you know, surrounding my brand and a legacy that I want to write, but... It's finding the why, why things happen the way they do and and trying to get my head around perhaps the different ways that they do unfold the way they do. You said another word there too that I want to unpack and that's that's awesome that you say that too because that's how we are as humans. We will shift into those states. We will have fear, we will have worry, we will have anger, we will have resentment but you learn the strategies and the tools to not let you stay in that space because it's unhelpful energetic conditions. You learn the strategies to shift away from that. That's powerful. You said the word legacy there. Now, I'm a big one on legacy, but it wasn't until just recently that someone actually highlighted to me in one of our private Facebook groups for the online communities that I have, and they said, legacy doesn't really resonate with me. I, you know, I don't think about what I'm going to leave behind. Is, is, that, um, is that wrong, they said? And, you know, I teach my kids what I think is right in the world. You know, is that leaving a legacy? And it sort of brought to my attention that some people can't actually think about and it doesn't actually resonate with them what they want to leave behind. So to me, I sort of explain it that, well, instead of thinking about leaving a legacy, what about living a legacy? So you living congruently and in alignment and fulfillment and making a big impact, that's living a legacy, which will essentially leave a legacy. 
Yeah, I like the way you um, explain that. That that's great. I I feel as soon as you said all that, the word integrity comes to mind. You know, being an integral person will leave a legacy in itself. So you don't have to do much. You just have to do what's right at the time. Brilliant. Be as open and honest as you can with people and develop great relationships, whether that be with your family, mates, future mates, people you haven't met yet. But just give everyone the same respect and opportunity to prove themselves every day. Brilliant. I love that. And I think I saw you wink at me then when you said future yeah, mates. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to flip back to something here because I'm I'm now in that thought of everyone listening. And what we said there before is really powerful around not spending time in the unhelpful emotional states like fear, anger, worry, resentment, judgment, things like that. So what happens in reality is that you'll get shifted into that, okay? And we talked about this just before we started recording. So you've got tattoos on your arms and I can see them in a T-shirt, okay? So people might judge you and not give you opportunities because in their mind, they might think you're a bit of a rat bag and they know that you worked in the mines and you had that bit of a past. If that comes across even just in energy, you know, you feel it. Like people will judge us regardless I've had it in my life when people go, oh, country boy or, you know, you're not in a suit and things like that, whatever it might be. That'll shift you into a state. And everyone listening, they get shifted into that state by judgment or personal opinion. What do you do? What do you personally do? Speak to us about your method of that. I've got a pretty good smile, Robbo. <laughs> so that gets me out of trouble a lot. And it also gets me into trouble a lot, I might say. <laughs> But does that smile, does that change things for you internally? It does, yeah. When you smile, there's a lot that goes on behind just a smile, like yeah, physiological changes to chemistry in your brain. And as you know, there's a lot behind that and the science of it. But just a smile can not only change your day, but somebody else who's walking past you. If they're having a terrible day and they're in that, a spiral of negativity where they feel like they have no control and your smile can change that, you know, or even them smiling, just those little things. I think when you piece together the little things and realise and be grateful for what you've got, you know, your heart's still beating, you've got air in the lungs, you can't not, you can't be in a place when you in the moment which goes straight back to my brand you can't not be in a place that you are happy and content when you're in the moment because in the moment there's actually nothing wrong there's nothing wrong in the moment you create problems from looking into the future or to the past and that's where my brand stands and that's what it stands for so smiling brings people straight back to the moment and it brings joy and happiness and from there when you come from a place that has those emotions it's just it's infectious you know like we're sitting in here you're giving me a bit of a cheesy smile now i can't stop smiling <laughs> now you talk about it because and but i'm feeling it i'm that, feeling that it for me my smile is my ammunition for the negativity it's what i use against it so it's almost like your anchor 
So we talk about anchors where they can be a click of the fingers, a pat of the thigh, yeah. and you can anchor your so that that judgment that someone's put on you, they might look down, see those tattoos, come back up, and that in your mind is triggered. They're judging me. Yeah. That can take you down to I'm not good enough. I'm worried where this is going to go. You smile. That's your anchor. It triggers the good emotional states, uh, the helpful emotional states. So all of a sudden you shift back and you don't. And I love what you said there about in the moment there's nothing wrong. Even if someone's yelling at you or even if they are judging you, in actual fact, that's the way that you feel about that judgment is your choice. Because look down, maybe comment, oh, tattoos. Then you go, you smile and you're like, yeah, tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a pretty funny story. I was in Cairns about four weeks ago for my cousin's wedding and I was pretty hungover <laughs> and walking through a supermarket with a coffee and there was an older lady and she would have been in her mid-40s and she she looked me up and down and I thought, oh, what's she going to say here? She goes, you're quite the work of art, she said to me. And I was, <laughs> me being still half cut, I quick-wittedly replied, are you talking about my smile or my tattoos? <laughs> and she uh, she was quite uh, fascinated by that. And the whole way down the next aisle, she was still talking to me over the aisle. And, uh, but, you know, like that's the power of like being positive and, and a happy-go-lucky kind of a person. You, you, you can really... Everybody underneath, always, everyone wants to be in that zone. Like there's, you can't tell me no, everyone, there's people out there that want to live, you know, in glum, doom and gloom. There's no one out there. Everyone just wants to feel loved. And once they feel that and once they feel those positive emotions more often and realize that they can trigger them, that's when it's an addiction, right? Yeah. That's when you bounce out of bed and jump on your bed yeah. and you do your 50 push-ups and you say, bring on every day. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're just habits as well. Like, you know, and you develop healthy habits and healthy results will flow from that. You know, bad habits, you know, smoking, drinking, recreational drugs, bad results come from those things. So you can't expect to... Yeah. Self-judgment, self-pity, they're bad habits. Make strawberry jam out of shit, pretty much. <laughs> That's what we say in the minds. <laughs> right. Now, we could just keep having a good old yard and going down this path all day. And luckily, we're finishing up here and we're going across for a good feed together. So, we'll, we'll probably keep uh, having a good old yarn. But there's a few questions that I ask all my guests. And the first one I wanted to say is, where can we learn more about you? So what's your social media tags or your website? And also, how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? Yeah, so I guess for me, just following brainless.com.au, you know, I'm updating regular posts and stuff there. My social media is through Instagram mainly that, and my personal Instagram, so Brainless Apparel is the the brainless instagram and just tim brayshaw in on instagram is my personal i upload a lot to my personal one at the moment because i'm still building and i know that i'm i've got a long way ahead of me you know there's some challenges ahead but i i'm enjoying the journey and like it it's really been something great and i guess to be able to help me is to help yourself like i just want to see a world full of happy people you know Go out and follow follow it is what lights you up, like what gets you out of bed, what makes you happy. Follow that. And I'd love to hear about it, you know. Send me an email. Send me a photo of you doing what you love and, you know, I'll put it up on my website and stuff. You know, whatever it is, 
that you're doing that you love and you want to share with the world share it through me too because that that i'll pass that on too brilliant that That sounds like it's part of what brainless is all about so highly recommend that people do sort of share that that's awesome now one of my top core values is giving we've spoken about giving a bit on uh in this episode and i give all my guests a gift for coming on so for you tim what's your nickname mate Stag. 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 For you, I've got one of our charity teas. So I'm giving you uh, the gift that keeps on giving and I've got the card in there so you can check out where the the charity uh, money is going and you can wear that one with pride, mate. I know that giving is a big part of what you do. So for you giving your time and value to me and my community, thank you very much. Oh, absolutely. That's brilliant, mate. And I've actually got a brainless T-shirt to give to you. (laughs) Look at this. We're just giving and giving. Thanks, yeah, buddy. Appreciate nah, that. That's brilliant. I just want to say one last thing. I think it's great what you're doing, Robbo. Like the people I've li- listened to a fair few of your podcasts now, and the people you're getting on, the quality of the message, it's absolutely wonderful. And you, you're going to go places. I can feel it. You know, you've got a great personality. Your vibe's awesome. You're motivating people, and you've even motivated me just by this little interview we've done. So I just really appreciate you giving me the time to speak on your podcast, mate. That's very kind of you, mate. I really, really appreciate that. And like what you were saying there before, that you said I'm going places, but I feel like I'm in that place because I, I literally love every day. I enjoy the journey, and I make sure that I pinch myself sometimes and just say, Geez, I'm grateful for this moment right now in this life. So I appreciate that. My next question was actually going to be if you had anything else to say or do you have any questions for me? Look, mate. Um, oh, sorry. Just, yeah, you put me on the spot. Oh, yeah, that's the idea of it. <laughs> Whatever comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I will. I'll, um, what are your core values as a person? So in personal branding, what do you hold yourself in high regard so when you're doing these things or the words that you surround yourself with that describe you as a person i'd love to know those to ask that describing factor i couldn't tell you because i see life through my lens so people will look through their lens and see it differently but i'll tell you what my top core values are and i know it off by heart because i've done the deep work i've done it religiously and not only that, but I make my choices and decisions on a daily basis in alignment with those values. And so my number one core value is my health. And within that is my physical, mental and emotional health. Every day I nourish those areas in some way. I don't always train hard, but movement is medicine. And I love to train hard when I can. Uh, so that's you know the physical components, but just being able to move well, my mobility, my longevity aspects of that. My mental health is understanding all the elements of mental wellness and, you know, tapping into different parts, getting the left and right brain working, learning new things, discovering new things, nourishing the brain from a, uh, from a nutritional aspect as well. And then emotional health is a big part of my values. And by that, it's understanding, like I dive deep down the rabbit hole of emotional intelligence because we are fueled, as you know, by our emotions and our energetic conditions. So my number one as my health is all those elements of that physical, mental and emotional. Uh, The second one is my relationship. So my number two core value is quality relationships. So it doesn't just mean having lots of relationships and friendships and being, it's surrounding myself with the people who lift me higher and choosing to spend time with them and that quality interaction and 
you know, it's mentors, it's my gorgeous fiance, it's people like yourself who resonate at that level and they understand it. Then we look at things like gratitude and kindness. And I'm addicted to those kind of things because they are they change my energetic conditions. I know when I'm in a state of gratitude, I can't be in a state of resentment. I know that when I'm being grateful and not just saying it, but actually expressing it and feeling it when I'm in that state, my hormonal shift, my homeostasis, my balance internally, it's it's where it needs to be. That's what these, you know, I call it recently, I've just started doing cracking the code of life and it's just small things about identifying, you know, like kindness and what that does to us. One of them is going to be what you were talking about before around smiling because I know the, the internal shift. But I live life like that and I, I've, I make choices, you know, I've got a lot of other values too that I live by and, um, and I... I also live by tapping into the energetic conditions that really serve me, like pride and you know happiness and joy and love is a big one. Like love just makes me float and tingle and just love life. And then for what you said there, like how would people describe me? I guess if I live that way because it's congruent with me and I'm in the moment and I'm making those decisions and choices and I'm really loving the journey like I truly am, then words that might describe me should hopefully reflect those aspects regardless of the lens that is coming at it hope that answers your question mate wow (laughs) you sound like a highly tuned engine (laughs) that's great mate and just one last question give us your best quote best quote there's one that i used to live by when i was training and it was if you're gonna put in the time you might as well put in the effort to me when i was training as an athlete and my grandfather and I, my grandfather was coaching me, we sort of came up with that together. It was a, a flying sort of comment that ended up becoming something I'd say often. All right, I'm here. It's 40 degrees here in Cobar. I'm absolutely busted, but I'm going to be here for an hour anyway, so I might as well put in the effort. Later in life, that is translated into every aspect of, well, I'm here today. I might as well put in the effort. What is the effort? It's my morning routines. It's that love. It's that joy. It's that gratitude. It's the impact. That to me is the effort. And that's what I kind of live by. I can't say, I don't necessarily think that that is the best quote. There's so many that could fly off, but that's one that comes to me when you ask that question. Right, brilliant. Love it. Have you got one? I do actually. No pressure, no diamonds. (laughs) (laughs) Just so happens that's on the t-shirt there that we're looking at. That's brilliant. All right. So we've got the fast five questions to finish off with. Beautiful. So with this, you've listened to a few episodes, so you don't have to, uh, you know, spend time thinking about it. Just whatever comes to mind. What's one habit you wish you could change? Chocolate, eating chocolate. Is it dark chocolate? <laughs> no, it's not. Toblerone <laughs> usually. Teach yourself to eat the dark chocolate, then it's all right. You can have as much as you want. Trust me, that's how I live. <laughs> what makes you feel absolutely pumped and exhilarated and energized? Anything that gets adrenaline pumping. Thrill seek. I'm a thrill seeker by heart. I love it. What What would be a thrill that you would seek, for example? Are you talking dirt bikes? Yeah, just yep. on the bike or anything. Anything, just playing, like, yeah, climbing mountains, whatever it is that you feel like you might not make it to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing on the inside yeah. here where that's coming from. Uh, have you ever washed a dog? No, I've really? never washed a dog. Tim no. Brayshaw's never washed a dog. Are you allergic? No, I've, just, okay. I've never owned a dog, never had one. So wow. Never washed a dog. Maybe it's something I should 
have a look into it. Maybe you need to raise some money to wash a dog for part of your charity <laughs> causes. Now, look, you're not the only one that's been on the podcast that hasn't washed a dog. And this this question actually came about because one day I learned that my fiance had never washed a dog and I thought it was crazy. And I rang mum and said, can you believe Marie's never washed a dog? But since learning, you know, lots of people like yourself have well, never washed yeah, a dog. Yeah, very random question, but... Far out. I'll have, to, uh, I'll have to broaden my horizons a bit. <laughs> Not that it determines who you are as a character and there's no judgment about it, but it's just an interesting little thing. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Probably from my mum. She told me to always trust the fungus. There was a movie, The Super Mario Brothers, back in the 90s. I used to love it. And Mario jumps off this ledge and he, he doesn't know whether the fungus is going to hold him or not, but he, he bounces up like a trampoline and, you know, he wouldn't have known unless he took the leap and jumped off. And I guess it's a great little metaphor for life. You know, you've got to take the leap and trust that it's going to hold you and life's going to provide on the way down, whether that's the universe or whatever you believe in. God, karma, whatever that is, you've just got to trust that it's all going to work out for you leap and the net will appear yeah and what are you most grateful for in your life right now breathing everything that's going on inside my body yeah just like having a heartbeat because it's quite incredible when you think about it that we're actually even here love that's it what I love. tim you're a legend you're a great inspiration and you are a reflection for all of us and providing that example that to give more is to live more Keep shining your impactful light to the world, my man. You're a legend. Thanks for having me, Robbo. Cheers. Nice. Thanks, Robbo. (laughs) There he is, guys. A genuine blokey bloke with a heart of gold and a soul that's on fire and ready to spread positivity globally. Make sure you follow Tim online and help support Brainless and the Cure Brain Cancer Foundation. And also follow him just to be entertained by his journey and his optimism. You can find all the links to his details in the show notes to this episode. Don't forget to join us in the closed Facebook group too, which can be found at Your Life of Impact podcast community when you search the Facebook group section. I love you legends and I'm always extremely grateful for you choosing to invest your time and energy into this podcast. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.